Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The issue of sexual assault, sexual abuse, harassment in Canada's military, that has been and continues to be a major, major story and a great area of concern. There are developments that have taken place. More than 100 cases of sexual assault and harassment may be turned over to Canadian civilian police forces. Colonel Michel Drapeau joins us of Michel Drapeau Law Office, mdlo.ca, in Ottawa, the only law practice in Canada dedicated to military, military matters and issues and charges. Colonel Drapeau, thank you very much for the time. What are your thoughts on turning over more than 100 cases, potentially sexual assault cases, from the military police to civilian police forces. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's the only way to do it. Uh, I mean, up until 1998, the military did not have jurisdiction over sexual assault. Uh, That was the sole purview of civilian tribunals. And there is nothing that I know that makes the military equipped, experienced, independent, or otherwise better qualified than civilian tribunals to do that. In fact, this is not where the forte is. I mean, they're there to manage violence, to be able to protect our freedom, both at home and and abroad. They're not in there to be doing penal justice. I mean, this is why we have court in, in, in Canada with an independent judiciary, trained lawyers, defense lawyers, and prosecutors, and, and also victims of crimes that are prosecuted before civilian tribunals. They're protected under the Charter of Rights for Victims of Crimes. It does not exist in the military because the military has yet to put it into force, despite the fact that the act was voted by Parliament in June 2019. So so victims uh, whose case is prosecuted before a court-martial is strongly disadvantaged and discriminated against because she has no protection that is offered under the Charter for Victims of Crimes. Military lawyers uh, may be good, and they know the military law, and they know the code of service discipline, but they're not particularly uh, skilled or experienced uh, as a civilian lawyer who does nothing else than this in civilian court. And what's important is the independence uh, of these uh, of of the military justice system. Madame Deschamps, uh, retired justice Madame Deschamps, when she did her study back in 2015, said a significant number, a majority of victims of sexual assault in the military don't report the crime because they don't have a sense of confidence in a the military police and b the capacity or independence of the military justice system. So more reason to turn it over to the civilian tribunals and civilian authorities, such as municipal, provincials, and and federal police forces. Right. So we now also have two complainants who alleged sexual assault against male members of the military. Uh, They allege their investigations were shut down because the male members of the armed forces refused to answer questions. And one woman said investigators recommended laying charges. However, prosecutors refused to move forward because the only evidence was what the accused man would testify to, and he refused to talk. I mean, refusing to answer questions may be an, uh, an option for a suspect or even an accused person, but there are usually consequences for such a refusal in the real world. Aren't well, there? I mean, in the real world, I mean, let's go back to, uh, I don't know, Al Capone. I mean, I am anything but surprised 
that an accused, particularly one that is as a sense of guilt, uh, will exercise his right to silence. So there's nothing new here. Most lawyers you, you speak to, including myself, if I'm consulted by an individual who's facing and being asked to testify uh, with the military police, the first advice he would be giving is to keep your mouth shut. You have a right to remain silent, do so. So it's nothing but a surprise to do that. A, an experienced and skilled and determined police forces will look at collecting evidence in any in every other way, including taping perhaps communication between an alleged offenders or, or following him or receiving a statement from by you know bystanders or whatever. I mean it'd be a number the civilian police spent all of their times investigating crimes, right. prosecuting crimes without having the offenders saying a single word. What I found really interesting here is the prosecutors backed off. They refused to move forward because the only evidence was what the accused man would testify to. And as you say, and rightly, he was probably, well, certainly advised by his lawyers not to talk. But that shouldn't, that shouldn't make the prosecutors back off. In fact, it should be more of a, you know, an incentive to go further. An exactly. incentive, in fact, to bring the issue to trial and let the evidence, it may be one-sided, but let the victims and any, anything else that comes along, people in which you would have confided into, or there may be medical evidence, uh, there might have been swab taken and whatever, let this evidence present, be presented in a court of law. I mean, this is how our system works, so I'm not against having rights uh, for, for offenders because they are presumed innocent until found otherwise by a court. Yeah. But this is not a license to say, well, let him go because the poor guy didn't, you know, would, would answer our request and would answer, I mean, would not reply to our request for an Well, interview. everybody would do that and all investigations yeah, would be dropped. Exactly. And I have a person that I'm representing that is facing exactly that, where the uh, the two individuals, two warrant officers, have decided not to follow through to a request by the military police to show up. And we made a complaint of this before the Military Police Complaints Commission, and we're awaiting the result of that particular complaint. What kind of cooperation? You were in the military for 30 years. You were a senior officer. What kind of cooperation will civilian police receive from members of the CAF? I, I would say 150% cooperation once the word is given. There's one thing the military is good at, they obey order, and it's a good thing that they do uh, because they are subject to civil control. The moment the chief of the defense staff uh, says, or the deputy minister, or the minister says, this is, not, this is now what we're going to do, and we've had this by the uh, Ministry of National Defense. As far as I understand, about 140-some-odd cases will be transferred to the, uh, to the civilian authorities. Now, the military police and the military prosecutor will probably not like that because part of their job, part of the future, uh, their promotion and so on and so forth will be taken away in the process. Uh, but this is a lawful order uh, given by civil authorities, and, and it can and will be implemented. And the military, reluctant as it may be, some members of the military, reluctant as they may be, they'll follow suit. And I think overall, uh, the, 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 the senior, the more, uh, the, the, the more experienced members of the, of the military quite understand the time has come, in fact, to turn the page, to do something different, and, and to 
depossess the military from the responsibility of prosecuting sexual assault. For the sake of the forces, their reputation, their capacity to recruit and to retain members, and to have a sense of confidence from not only the Canadian public, but people abroad, if they were to be deployed on on, uh, on, on peacekeeping forces, knowing that these individuals are not only soldiers first, but they are citizens of the world, and they respect the law, and they respect the human rights of everybody, and that includes uh, people of... of you know, whatever sexual orientation they may be, they have a right to their dignity, protection of their of the of their private lives, and and certainly to be able to serve without being subject to any form of harassment or assault. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.